0: Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, yeah. hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions yeah. and DJ Patterson of Eco Green yeah. Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Yeah. 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 Detailers, hey, before you listen to this episode, I really want to encourage you to do two things, right? two very easy things that you're gonna benefit from a lot. First, every Wednesday night, 7.30, hop on Zoom, use your phone, use your tablet, use whatever you want, use meeting ID, 918-800-1188, and come have a beer with detailers from around the country. Hey, nothing more better than to chill in your own couch, your own patio, wherever. We got guys that are detailing. We got guys that are sitting by the pool. They're all over. You know what? We've got even ladies from up in Canada that keep hopping on. Who knows who's going to be on this Wednesday, 730 Central. 918-800-1188 is the meeting ID. All right, number two. The second thing that is going to benefit you a lot is also use that number and send me a text. 918-800-1188 and let me know how I can help you. We're not sure what's coming and looming, but boy, all I know is if we can be a community together, work, chat, back and forth, then we'll all grow and continue to push forward our great detailing industry through the coming tough times. Hey, this is Marty, Total Auto Solutions. Hope you make it a great day.
1: Welcome to another uh, episode with Nick from Vegas Rides on helping young detailers. It is now, Nick, uh, 713 of 2020. If, let's just say, if perchance you happen to be one of those people that have not put in your personal taxes and you got that Corona extension like a lot of us did, uh, uh, Your countdown is on. Uh, I just happen to know that by chance. Mm. I'm not saying that that's me by any means. I'm just happy that I have it two days early and not, uh, you know, at 11 o'clock on the night of the 15th. That's uh, that's. Yeah.
2: For us, uh, I I actually file an extension every year. So I got till October as a business and as a personal. So, uh, you know, I I take advantage of the extension every year. And so – uh, yeah, there's a lot of people scrambling right now, but I got until October, so I'm good to go.
1: If I had until October, I would scramble at the end of October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I'm not we much already did either. our corporate stuff back uh, March, uh, and they were even then. They were like, "Hey, why don't you give me that now?" And I was like, "Yeah, we'll get right on that." So five For sure. later, here it is. <laughs> For sure. So besides taxes, what? Uh, Anything new happening out in Vegas here in Oklahoma? Same old thing. We're rocking and rolling. Um, uh, I think a number of everything that people say keeps going up, but I think the uh, uh, also the escalation of "I don't give a fuck" has also gone up. Uh, so yeah. for a year, I don't know that it's really any change, any difference. What about out there?
2: Uh, we're we're you know look California as of right now. Uh, we're talking. So this is this is pretty pretty recent as of in the last hour or so. California's basically went back to lockdown. Uh, So, uh, and I don't know to what extent, like I said, the news is pretty fresh. If you guys are watching this, realize we're only within an hour of that stuff being announced. So by the time you guys watch this, it'll be more clear. Uh, It feels like we're headed to some type of lockdown probably here. Uh, Again, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. I just can't be concerned with it. You know, at the end of the day, I got to run my business. Um, If something changes for my business, I'll I'll, I'll interject at that point. But we kind of had success during the Corona lockdown by staying in our lane, so to speak, and just putting our head down and doing what we do best and and educating consumers, uh, existing customers, and, and new customers that were calling us. So, you know, Marty, I don't know that we can do anything different. You know, I know a lot of people get caught up in this news um, and it's, it's always a a great topic of conversation to talk about stuff like this, but the problem is it screws you as a business. And so I really feel for people that own a restaurant or or whatever that are being kind of played by the government here. But as, as a mobile detailer, I just got to kind of do what I can do and control what I can.
1: So, they basically, we don't know exactly all details what you said, but basically, California, as of you said an hour ago, uh, basically just it's all bars and stuff, but I thought, or it's uh, everything. It looks like like it was. It
2: it looks like it's pretty damn damn close to what they were dealing with at the beginning. So, like I said, we don't know the specifics as of recording this, so I don't want people to think that we're just trying to say stuff, but. It looks like a pretty serious lockdown, you know, gyms and restaurants and bars and, you know, all that stuff is going back into lockdown, uh, complete lockdown, you know, you would not used to be able to do some of that stuff with masks on and whatnot. Um, you know, so again, it just looks like we're regressing here back to early March uh, or mid March for us. Uh, you know, and, and again, you know, the thing that sucks about California is a lot of states follow. California. And, and if you can look at all the policies that have happened, a lot of what California did early, you know, Oklahoma ended up doing later and, you know, uh, so on and so forth. So, you know, the reason that this news is big news is because now this may give your governor, wherever you're listening to this, the guts to go into full lockdown mode and, it you know, it could really hurt some shops. You know, and uh you need to be prepared and 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 you know, try to do your best to, to stay open. And you know, one thing we learned from the first lockdown, if you can be open, be open. So that's our little two cents today, uh, to get the podcast started.
1: Yeah, I was hoping we didn't have to go back talking about lockdowns ever again, but uh well, thanks, California. Appreciate it. <laughs> exactly. Here in the Midwest, we're not always the most uh Friendly favorite of the decisions made out west, but you know, yeah.
2: Unfortunately, you know, the biggest state in the union, you know, sort of starts to dictate what goes on in the world uh, of ours, and it is what it is, and you just you just got to live with it. Like I said, too many guys that I know in this industry got caught up in the news, got caught up in what was happening, and 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 it really hurt their business. And hopefully this time, you know, look, stay in your lane, do what you can do, uh, power through to the best of your ability. And, uh, you know, that's how you're going to stay in business, right?
1: Yeah. That's it will be simple. interesting to see what happens coming out of California. Who says to stay open? Who says to close on a second round? Sure. Route? Uh, sure. That will be interesting in what guys do if they follow or uh, if they try and go out on their own. And, you know, there was plenty of people that said that they had people come up and tell them they had to shut So We'll see yep. what guys do. Who can, uh, who can make those decisions? Here we go again, I guess, you know. Yeah. Round Got two, it. let's bring it up. <laughs> All right. right. Uh, thought round one was just enough, but I guess not. So, no. uh, that's, uh, that's super interesting. Uh, fingers crossed uh, that it uh, stays one state, but hopefully, uh, hopefully it won't yeah. last long. Uh, what else is new? Anything else uh, that's popped on your radar? Uh, yeah,
2: up? you know, uh, I, what's
1: going on in our industry?
2: I had uh, somebody send me a video that we want to talk about today. Cause I thought it was really smart. Something that really, sh- you know, young guys that watch this should go check out. Auto geek did a video with Mike Phillips on YouTube. Uh, it's about two hours in length. Um, it's about two hours in length and it's basically, you know, how to do a production style detail, oh, yeah. you know, how to, uh, Use like an all-in-one type of product and get great results, give great value to your customer, but it is a production type setting. And he's very open about that. And they actually do the detail uh, in the video. That's why it's two hours long. But he shows how you can take two guys, you know, knock this out in an hour or two, uh, what you should charge, how to get your hourly up, why you should have this hourly. You know, how to explain things to yourself as a business owner, you know, why to use certain tools, why he doesn't like other tools for this type, type of work. Uh, I thought it was probably the most honest two hours I've seen in our industry in five years. I mean, if not longer. Uh, he had no brand loyalty in the video, really, although he used products that Auto Geek sells. He had a QA at the end. Where he actually, you know, said, "Hey, this isn't the product you think it is." When somebody asks about a specific product which they sell, uh, it was sort of like unplugged. You know, it was just, "I'm going to do this two-hour video, and I'm going to." It almost felt like how we kind of feel sometimes on these videos, which is, "Enough is enough. Let me show you the real world, and let me show you something that makes money, and let me show you something that's very, very great for your clientele." And it feels like he got to the point when starting this video of it's time for me to show you what thirty years in a business really looks like. And really, really honest, smart, well done. Again, the video and the production look—that's not top notch. Auto Geek has always struggled with that, um, but it's good enough. You know, all of that ancillary stuff doesn't matter. The information. And there's a lot that I don't agree with that was said, okay, that I would do different at my shop with my experience if I had a shop or what I do with my guys now. But the information that he gave is 100% information that if you aren't implementing in your business, you aren't making serious money. And he gave you a jumping off point as a beginner, basically, of saying this is production detailing and this is how you get your volume up and this is how you do something, you know, if you really want to do this as a business. It, it was so incredibly smart and well done. Uh, I, I think we should point those things out. We're very critical of some of the things in this industry. But when smart things come about, we need to bring light to them. And, and that's kind of something that was brought to my attention. And I thought it was extremely smart.
1: Yeah, Mike Phillips, you got to love him. Uh, super nice guy whenever you meet him. Always wants to shake people's hands. One of the best uh, you know, faces, so to speak, in the industry. Definitely one of the most popular being in a not only just auto geeks programs but also in a lot of other uh, just showcasing what's going on in the detailing industry Mike Phillips yep. has been a great guy over the years uh, putting out a lot of good content um, and so we reached out to him uh, you sent it to me I reached out to him sold him hey Mike love the idea love what you were doing he's gonna come onto the podcast here in a couple of weeks uh, super excited and we will then go over all of because uh, we share the mutual feelings right I mean we, uh, on DJ and I, on Jimbo's podcast three years ago at SEMA, sat down at the Sonax booth, and we talked about being, uh, we called ourselves a high-end production. That's that's the way we defined our business as detailers, was we want to get cars in and out, get them on the road, but you know what? We're not doing it cheaply. We're not doing it sacrificially over quality. We're a high-end production shop. And that's the way DJ runs his mobile business. I think that's just generally how I got it from the car wash, right? I mean, going from mobile detailer into a $1.6 million facility, right? It it was high end, but in the car wash, you got to be productive, right? If you don't get cars through, you ain't going to be in business. So I've just sort of run my business that way for many years as a high end production type shop. So we're gonna have that discussion uh, with him. And then you know what? We might have a little surprise if we're lucky. So uh, anyway, hey, uh, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Uh, really appreciate uh, you. Give us, uh, give us a little 30 second heads up of who you are. Um, and uh, Nick and I welcome you to uh, Real Talk. So thank you for coming on.
3: Yeah, definitely. So um, I've been detailing cars for probably close to 15 years now um, started this uh, business here um, about three years ago What's your business uh, it's uh show shine solutions LLC out of uh, Connecticut Northeast Connecticut um, you know we've been uh, you know mostly ceramic coatings and corrections um, and uh, you know mostly yeah like uh, higher-end type work you know
1: okay. cool that's awesome uh, so on real talk, what we want to do, we like just having an open discussion about about whatever it is a topic that we have uh, open. So you know, Nick has his views. I'll have my views. You got your views. Same that we've said with uh, other guests that come on. So it's definitely open. Uh, there's no right or wrong answers because we don't believe that there's a how-to manual. We don't believe that you can write a book to run a detailing business and tell you how to do every single thing in your business. Nor do we think that you should listen to us for all the advice. You should program and do all the stuff that you want to do also. So that's why we like it to be an open community forum type discussion. Uh, But we also want to get to the real heart of situations. We don't want to go through a lot of fluff. And love the idea of what you're you're going to talk about uh, because we started bringing it up last week. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a thing that detailers have struggled with, well since I remember getting into the business and hearing of competitors and then hearing of competitors say stuff about me or, you know, then going into the car wash, like I mentioned earlier, having to deal with a lot of competition then. So competition for detailers has always been a thing and it's a great time now though to go into the heart of what the issue is that you're having and let's have a really good real talk. So Jason, thanks so much, man. Uh, give us uh, what we're going to talk about today the struggle that you're having that a lot of us have, but let's just get right to the heart of it.
3: Well, it's, it's, I mean, I think I have my way of handling it. Um, I think I've handled it a little bit differently. And I think, um, but I've been approached a lot lately by, you know, many of my other detailer friends, um, you know, with various, you know, Hey, have you ever had this problem? Have you ever had this issue? I got a competitor doing this. I've got a competitor doing that. Um, And, you know, I've tried to convey to them kind of like what I've done to kind of combat that situation um, in the way that I've had but, to. But,
1: but what really are we talking situa- about? Got to yeah, what's the situation? What? Like,
3: what is it that we're... Okay, so, yeah, it, it's, you know, people moving into markets, coming in and, you know, bringing in, you know, uh, just running that, you know, undercutting, you know, crazy undercutting, um, coming in with crazy, inexpensive details, um, you know, and uh, I think, yeah, yeah, I think, I think though, too, it's becoming more of a problem now, too, with this, with the pandemic going on and everything, I think we're seeing a lot of this, uh, you know, these, these super low prices uh, coming in, you know, for people to, um, you know, I mean, everybody's going to try to keep their doors open,
1: yeah.
3: you know, um, but unfortunately, like, you know, I mean, what do we do? You know, what do we do? How do we, how do we deal with the, you know, and Nick said a la- uh, like a week or two ago, you're never going to get rid of them. So, you know, you're never going to get rid of them. Um, but if enough of them pop up, and especially if you're in a small market like mine, like where, you know, I'm out in the middle of nowhere, um, you know, what happens? Do you get forced to lower your prices down so low that you can no longer be in business anymore? Um, in order to compete, But the way I've seen it and the way I see it out here is, is like, I can't detail every car. And I've had to come to that realization. Like I can't detail every car. I just can't do it. Um, I'm not that old, but you know, I'm in my forties and it's like, you know,
1: we thought Nick was an old motherfucker,
3: (laughs) (laughs) but we're getting beat up, you know what I mean? And, and like, I mean, I, I can't always detail every single car, you know? So, um, Got to sometimes, I guess, but you know, you got to let the competitors get in there. But I think I have a good relationship with a lot of them, though. Like I've talked to a lot of them, and I've dealt with a lot of my, um, you know, and I've passed work to them. So I try to yeah, get that yeah. thing going I, with them. I
2: I, th- I think there's I think fear is always the thing everybody has. As something comes into the market, you know, you're obviously in a smaller area than I am, but I mean, we battle the twenty dollar detail. I mean, yeah. you know, that, that, that's the conversation, you know, I always have is you're probably even at a higher price than that, uh, much higher, you know, your, your low end might be a hundred, hundred and fifty. 150. You know, our low end out here is people use the word detail for $20 stuff that's going on. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I think, you know, one of the worst things that we do as business owners, I've been guilty of it. Marty, everybody's guilty of this, is worrying a bunch about what the other guy is doing. If yep. you have, if you're putting out great information to educate consumers in your area, you know, not everybody shops at JCPenney. Some people do go to Tiffany's and do go to Nordstrom's nice. and, and do want higher quality, higher price. It doesn't matter where you live, even in the middle of nowhere, somebody in that town has money and they want a higher level service, they want a higher level uh, customer experience. You know, people, certain people want the best that they can afford. And, you know, I think that's where I've always focused is I'm looking for a type of person. I've said this to Marty. I said on last week's pod, Mm -hmm. look for the type of person that's that's great for your business and forget about everything else because the the, the competitor isn't going anywhere, but I think it becomes super dysfunctional in your own brain and your own business when you're so concerned about what everyone else is doing. Because a lot of times what you'll find is if somebody price shops you, they're not comparing apples to apples anyway. Okay, so a price shop is just a chance to educate somebody. And if everybody takes it that way, you're gonna be more successful. Are there gonna be jerks that wanna go buy something cheap? Great, you know, I don't want those people around anyway. I don't, people that are looking for cheap stuff have always been the worst clientele for me to deal with. So I never wanted them anyway. As soon as somebody asks me price right out the gate, I know they're not for me. So I, I, just, I just have really honed in on the type of human being I'm trying to do business with. And that's what's helped me over the years.
1: Yeah. So Nick, when you first started, uh, you never, never went over the price battle with customers? Never lowered, never did anything? Uh,
2: I've never lowered my price. But also, when I started my business, I was in a place where I didn't have to do that. You know, again, this is what I talk about when so many guys are so damn eager to get into business for themselves. You're really starting from the bottom because your skills aren't top-notch, your, your, your education in the industry is probably not top-notch at that point, meaning from an experience perspective. Uh, you know, you don't, you, you don't have a name for yourself amongst anybody. You're starting from the bottom. I wasn't starting from the bottom. I had clientele all over the United States at that point. I knew people that at least knew my name. Okay, that I could at least call and text and email and and maybe get referrals. You know, when you start your, and this is where a lot of young guys are really screwing up. Just going and opening your doors, hey man, you're really starting from a negative perspective. So when I do get price shot now, which I think is is the better way to look at it for me, is I go into education mode. Okay, you know, Mr. Smith, you, you shouted a price out at me. What exactly are they doing for that amount of money? Make, make the person tell you, because here's what you're going to find out. Most of those people haven't actually price shot. They just threw a number out that they could, use, they could spend themselves on something. You know, they got 200 bucks they could spend on a detail. So they tell you, I got 200 bucks to spend. And I just called Johnny's down the street. Well, they may not have called them at all. You don't know. So I just start, I put them on the defensive. And then I go into education. Hey, this is why that's different. Let me explain what you might need. Let me explain this. How do we set up an appointment? And I'm real big on how do I get in front of that person? I want to get off the phone and in front of that person as fast as I can. And once I can do that, my competitors are irrelevant because I just go full education. And once you go education, people usually good people that you want to do business with come around. And even at the beginning of my business, I did that. And so I do my best to go and be an educator to the clientele. And if I'm not for them, I certainly understand. That's the other thing. So many guys get their feelings hurt because somebody doesn't want to buy their detail. Big freaking deal, dude. Who cares? You did your best. Move on. Okay? You can't sit there and pout about it because not every customer is for you. You know, not every not every customer is going to work for your business.
1: Well, and I think that's a, that's an interesting point to bring up because we've got to understand that, let's just put it from a perspective as – if, if you're going to go buy a hamburger, right, For the, like what Nick was just saying, right? You might have a customer that calls, i may go get my car cleaned, okay? That's literally just in their thought process. Same as you might go, hey, I want to get a hamburger tonight. Well, you've got a couple different options of where you want to go for a hamburger and a couple different places on even once you get there, what price you're going to pay for that hamburger. Mm -hmm. And if you go to the really, really great hamburger place down the street, you know what? If I call there and ask for a price, they're going to send me to a menu, right? That menu is non-negotiable. I can't call the hamburger place and go, well, well, McDonald's down the street has it for less. Well, they're going to go, okay.
3: Then go to McDonald's.
1: Right? I mean, they are not going after a McDonald's style crowd. That's Mm -hmm. why they've set themselves the way they have. Now, the, the interesting part for detailers, I think, just personally, the way I feel is, well, I'm not really as, I'm detailing, I'm selling my service, right? So I'm selling myself. And and there's this theory that goes around lately that I've heard really heavily is know your worth and don't ever go under value of what your worth is. Jason, I think you and I have even seen some oh, stuff. Yeah back and forth about that so when when you got that theory and then you got the theory of you know let's say I'm young because this is what we're talking about young detailers just getting out to next point right maybe they should have gone and done their business a little different way right definitely get to see your perspective now of working for someplace getting a clientele list you didn't have to jump off the cliff I did I jumped off the cliff I had to take those phone calls I had to go Okay, well, well, I'm starting at $35 for a mini detail, right? So yeah. I could come out of there for that. And I would have to go try and sell to be there at 35 bucks, 50 bucks. I was that guy. So, Jason, w- when, when you hear about that, like you, know, you and I have talked, and you know, there's this theory of know-you-worth, and I think you even said, you know, I'm trying to get a really great value for your service because you know, you're putting in the effort. You've got expenses. So, you know, what is the worth? And why is it that your question about dropping price or, you know, what's your struggle with that? Um,
3: You know, you know, Nick, Um, uh, well, you had a good point last week too, um, in that last discussion too where you said if your competitors are competing, you know, for your customers, you know that says that you must be doing something right. And um, you know, um my struggle with it was m- me personally at one time. Um I've kind of started to get over it a little bit. It was just um you know, after being after doing this for a while but I started at the bottom and had to work my way up, you know. I didn't always, you know. So this year has been, you know, exceptionally good for us. Um and the, um, you know, it's, but it wasn't always like that. And, you know, I had to get it into my head that, um, you know, to, to just stay out of, of, you know, looking at what the competitors are doing and stay away from the competitors and and just kind of focus, refocus myself on the business and start, you know, like Nick said, you know, you know, getting, um, you know, educating the customer, starting to talk to the customer and bringing those, you know, getting, you know, and now I'm finding that that is the case. Um, I'm starting to talk to people and people are starting to go out and talk to other people. And they're like, this guy, go talk to him. It's taken a while. It was a cycle, but in my head, it took me so long to uh, finally, you know, get it to, to put all that nonsense out of the way and, and, and focus my attention in the right spot Um I took a trip this past summer and you know it was kinda eye opening for me. Like, you know, I spoke to some, you know, some business you know, some well known business people and they were like, Hey, you know, this is what um, you know, you gotta just you gotta let it go. (laughs) You gotta stop
2: and and move on, you know. Yeah, I mean I think what you just said is is so important. I mean, people don't realize, man, when you get caught up in things that have nothing to do with you. What Johnny down the street, what Jimmy down the street's doing, that, that stuff's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody thinks it's relevant because their business is so much the same as the guy down the street. That's what gets under people's skin.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, then that's when you need to analyze your business. Hey, how do I change up the way I do business? Like I always tell people this, we arrive in polo shirts and shorts.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Sounds ridiculous it's not ridiculous to people that want to pay the kind of money that we charge. It's only ridiculous. to Other detailers that don't get the kind of money that we get sounds like a really stupid thing, but our experience is different. Mm -hmm. Our guys look different. We, we approach things different. We don't have signage all over our trucks looking like a peacock. It's clean. It's simple. And guess what? We don't have vans. We arrive in trucks. It's different than almost every detailer in our area so little small things like that start to add up where you can give a really really clean modern look to your business and this guy arri- arriving in a beat up van is not going to be able to get the money you can get and it's not going to be able to do business the way you get but here's what people want to do i offer paint correction i offer ceramic coating the guy down the street does it for less well that's not all that we do you know we we uh polish we protect, we maintain, we can gas your vehicles, we can do we can do a thousand things that nobody in my area thought of that we added to our business. So when I ask for price or people ask us for price, I should say there's no there's no conversation. I make their life where we're going to be the car concierge for them. Whatever they need, we can handle. And so what happens is when I say I don't really have competition, there's not really anybody doing everything that we're doing. And so the way you can set yourself apart for the guys that you talk to and the guys, Marty, that we talk to is stop doing business like everyone else because that's what makes true competition at that point. If I do business differently, I don't really have any competition because I'm not doing what they're doing. And that's an easy thing to tell a customer. Well, let me explain to you the thousand reasons that I'm different than every other business you've called. If you're just saying I'm better at paint correction than the guy down the street, That's a tough thing for a customer to quantify and it doesn't make a bunch of sense to them because they don't know what they're looking at anyway. And so finding little small things that make you different, I think is something that doesn't get stated out loud
1: uh, enough. Jason, I want to pick your brain for just a second, uh, based a little bit on what you were just saying of where you wanted to head your company, right? I mean, you started one way, but who you are now and, the main direction of what you're going is what you said you want to do, the, the high-end corrections and coding, right? I mean, that's generally where yeah. you're trying to go. Um, yeah. and, and we, uh, we had a, uh, a guy make a post in a group this weekend where he was complaining, not necessarily complaining, but he was asking, you know, right? If I have a customer that calls and they want to use a certain product that, well, maybe it's not in my arsenal, should I use it? And there was this whole great debate of, well, you know, and once again, it goes back to knowing your worth or using this product versus that, or, you know, well, hey, this customer just wants to use their product and should you put it on or not? Well, I wanted to ask sort of in that theory, right, if if customers are going to start calling saying, hey, you know, I've got this product or, hey, I would like to use this, well, if if you don't do that because maybe you've got a certain type of business model how do you handle that phone conversation with um you know hey well this is who we are oh okay well i really want to do this this and this and it could be a product it could be a price right It's, it's it's just the overall conversation of how do you handle a customer that is calling in that doesn't fit the criteria of that you want right if if we have a theory that there's a lot of these you know shoppers wanting to get that lower price Mm -hmm. but you're wanting to stay up here well intermixed is that rub when you get that phone call so i'm going to offer that question to you jason then nick uh to you you briefly talked about on education but you know you get a phone call right whatever it is that you can't meet their need how do you handle it
3: uh you know if they came to me like say with another coating or something said hey i want you to install this coating well
1: uh, or price right it's just either yeah. right it's not something that you normally would do you wouldn't install something that you don't know about and you right. wouldn't you know lower your price to meet their need, right so you've got you've got customer that's well they might not be your customer but you really want their business so
3: i and i've tried this a lot recently and it has kind of been working, and there's no magic formula for it. Um, and I've had success with some people, and success with you know, and and not had success with people. Um, it you know, I I try to talk them into coming down, and coming in for some kind of consultation, looking maybe so I can look at the vehicle instead of just trying to quote some price over the phone or whatever. I try to get them in. I try to talk to them. I try to look at the vehicle. I try to maybe sell them something, you know, some, you know, something from us, you know, I try to get them or get them at least interested in what we have, maybe get them down, give them a business card or something, or try to just talk to them. And, um, you know, I, you know, try to just have a conversation with them, maybe, you know, break the ice a little bit with, you know, maybe, you know, just kind of joke around with them or something, you know, just kind of get them. And it it seems to be working lately, Um, more and more. Like, I mean, if you come out with, you know, like that you have, you know, you come out with some personality, you know, um, talk to them a little bit, you know, tell them about the company, um, you know, and um, I try to stay away from like, I've been, I have now, Uh, you know, I've, I've, you know, kind of brained it in a little bit and um, stopped with the, uh, you know, trying to, I'm, I'm not trying to show them that, you know, I'm better than my competitors. Um And, you know, the frustrations that I do get sometimes are from, you know, when I hear, you know, some of my friends, you know, struggling with certain issues, and I just can't give them that magic formula. I can't give them, I don't have, I don't have that secret formula for their business, you know, and it frustrates me sometimes. And, you know, it's like, but, um, you know, I just tell them, listen, this is what I've been doing. This is what's been working for me. And I try to give them something and I try to get that customer down there. And I find if I can get them here and I can at least, you know, get a one-on-one and talk to them face to face, most of the time they'll, they'll see, you know, and and they'll come around and they'll see the difference, you know, um, a lot of the time they will. And, and, but again, sometimes they just don't, you know, and coming back to the you know like you know the cheap detail there, it's like, yeah, not everybody wants that, you know, not everybody wants that, no. and so when they come down and they see you like like Nick said, you know they see you you're dressed differently, you act differently, um it, It's hard to convey that over the phone, you know, and, and but in yeah. person, yeah, you can, you can show that to people, you know so yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll tell you, I I think that stuff is great. I mean, he said the key
2: word. How do I get myself in front of the customer as fast as I can? Uh, You know, again, if you have a shop, uh, that's a little different than if you're mobile. You know, for me, uh, I spend most of my days, if somebody buzzes my phone and wants a quote, I I mean, how quickly can I, you know, I'll come to your office and do one. Uh, Mm. I'll do whatever I got to do to, you know, get in front of that person because I take it as this no matter what anybody thinks and i know this is going to be an unpopular opinion amongst you know people all across the world about cars the vast, vast majority of people i've come across in my since 1998 detailing don't know what they're looking at with their car even if they call themselves a car guy oh i'm a car guy i've been a car guy my whole life your car's I a piece trash of detail food. yeah Listen. i mean so I, again put that in your head as a detailer not as a superiority thing but as an education thing to yourself, stop thinking that everybody knows what you're talking about and stop thinking that they know that even if they feel like they know what they're talking about, that they actually do. And then just start from the basics. I'm looking over your car with you, Mr. Smith. I see X, Y, and Z. And here's where detailers can really benefit. I come across so many detailers that when you see their personal vehicle, it doesn't have a five-year coating on it, it isn't polished to perfection. It's just a normal car that's in really good shape, really well taken care of, but not perfect. So why are you selling somebody on their Hyundai Sonata a three-step correction with a five-year code? Because you don't even do that on your own cars. So you don't really believe in it. You just want to get the most money you can get. Well, let me tell you what actually works in real life. Sell what you would do to your vehicles, because then when you talk to people, you always have the trump card. I'm selling you something that I do to my own vehicles. And you're not lying. You can look them right dead in the eye and say, if I had this vehicle at this price point, this is what I would do. Now, when I have a customer bring me a $500,000 showpiece, I'm going to talk to them of what I would do on a $500,000 showpiece. But I have so many detailers that are talking to people as though every car in every range is going to be dictated the exact same. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you find out they actually don't have a car care belief system. And this is where detailers screw up. What is your belief system? Look at your own personal vehicles. That's your belief system, regardless if you want to believe it or not. Okay. That's what you're willing to do. So for most people, let me tell you where that's going to fall. One step correction done really well, which is hard to do by the way. We know that that's the skill to do a really good one step. Uh, some type of one or two year coding that's going to work mm-hmm. and maintaining the vehicle properly. We all can agree that that's what most of us believe. Yet yeah. how many businesses don't offer those three things as the first thing out of their mouth to most people? i the vast majority, the vast right. majority start with the $2,500 coding and this yeah. and that. Well, they don't believe in it. I, I can tell you, I can take you to every shop in this town who sells $2,500 coatings and go show you all the personal vehicles there, they don't look like they even have a a $400 detail on. Mm. So the end result is I see guys selling things they don't believe in. And so get in front of the customer, sell stuff you believe in. That'll change your business. If you're just trying to pose as some high-end detailer, yet you don't do high-end work or you don't actually know what that looks like or you don't even do it to your own vehicles, you're going to really struggle. And I mean, I, I see that all the time. Trying to do things you don't believe in is what I think is paralyzing guys in this industry because you just don't feel right about doing it. And so you, you struggle to sell it because you don't believe in it. And so like, like we've said multiple times for multiple different people here, get in front of that customer as fast as you can and go into education mode. And I'm telling you, you're going to have success, but you've got to educate people. Mm-hmm.
1: Great info, great info. So uh what what do you guys do jason when you do get that phone call and you're set yourself apart right you got your customer in front of you what are the things that you go over that sets you apart right we don't necessarily want to uh, i think when we're trying to make those sales points we don't necessarily and we know let's say that we know that somebody's talked about another detail shop because Mm -hmm. right i i've had that plenty you you know hey I've called so-and-so, they've got a whatever, let's just say a three-year, five-year, they got a seven-year, they're doing it for X amount of dollars, it comes with this, this, and this, and they go, well, what do you do that's different? What do you guys say that kind of helps you set yourself apart so we're not going after that other guy because, you know, he's a little bit, he's in our industry, he should be should be in some type of community with them. Um, so we don't want to go after the competition so we want to just kind of build our own self up and talk about what we do grade two. What are some things that you guys talk about when you do that?
3: Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's a good question. So, um, you know, when I, you know, when we get them here, um, again, I think it all falls back to that education and, and to, and, you know, to the belief system and, and reinforcing that and saying, yeah, Okay, he's doing it for six hundred dollars less. Um, I'm six hundred dollars more, but A, B, C, D, it, you know, um, and and giving them that education um, is is really you know what's and even and and going back to like what Nick just said too is is being honest with them, being upfront with them, and showing them you know the difference, showing them, maybe even showing them the work, showing them you know, what you, what you're doing. And, um, and uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, I think every customer is a little bit different too, you know, um, yeah, right in with an attitude and whatever, and, Oh, well this guy's $600 and you're like, well, Hey, whoa well, well, you know, and you got to kind of back the conversation back down again and, and slow things down. And, and, you know, again, I don't think we can, I don't think we always, you know, it's tough. I mean, you don't always – you don't always win everyone.
1: Yeah, you yeah. don't. Huh?
3: <laughs> I don't think – I mean, you don't. You don't always win everyone. I swing everyone.
1: and miss quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You swing
3: and miss. And I, and I do. I swing, I've, I've swing and miss a lot. I mean, I, we all do. And, and, and it's frustrating, you know. It's really frustrating. And, yeah, it's – you know, I think everybody kind of just gets their own little groove. It's hard to really explain, I think. Um, for me, I have yeah. – I, I know I have a hard time sometimes, like, trying to convey that. Um like exactly what I do, but um, you know, I have like a whole you know routine and and I
1: I just I've always struggled with trying to let's just say I'm the the guy that's higher priced, right? I've always struggled with trying to get somebody to pay uh if I'm higher priced, right? I'll usually I think one of the the tricks that people say is, well, throw in a window coating or hey, I'm gonna throw in this for you. Okay. Uh, and that seems to be a way a lot of guys go around the price um, thing. You no, know, Nick, I know that you're completely different. Um, yeah. But what what would be something like that we could give tangible to guys that are listening? Yeah. That I get it. You're a bit more priced, or you know, if we're do we yeah. play the price game or not play the price game? You know how do we handle that moment?
2: Yeah. So um, I've said this before. I think on, on our podcast is. When the first thing out of someone's mouth when I pick up the phone is how much, uh, it's a red flag to me. And doing this long enough, you start to realize that those people are going to be very difficult from the get, right? Like they're, yeah, I know. That's a really difficult customer because they don't even know what they're getting. That's like calling up, you know, any place and saying how much and you don't even know what you're buying. Like, it's just, it's just a silly way that customers operate. So if you just understand, okay, look, I picked up the phone. This person's already said my red flag here. My red flag's already up. I always use the same line. You know, look, I don't know that shop. Um, even if I do know them, I always tell the customer, I don't know that shop. I don't know what they do. Uh, but why don't you list off what they're going to do for that price and make sure, before I tell you about our service, that we're going to be comparing apples to apples. What I don't want you to do is call business to business and think that you're getting the right price, Mrs. Smith, uh, and comparing the right things, because not everybody labels everything the same way. If I go to Wendy's, their number one's different than McDonald's number one. And so it's it's not like you can just call me and say all these different things and me be able to give you a really educated response. The best thing to do, Mrs. Smith, is can I schedule an appointment to come out to you look over your vehicle and give you a comprehensive review of your vehicle uh, and tell you what I would do if I owned your vehicle. When can we book that appointment? I book the appointment. I'm off the call. Mm. So here's the difference. I sound like I've done this before. That's because that's what you do every day as a business owner. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys that don't accept that that's just part of the grind. That's just part of waking up in the morning as a business owner the reason I don't get up in arms about the price debate is because I don't really have it over the phone. I really don't. I mean, if somebody's going to be really hell bent on me giving a price over the phone, I actually say the words, I'm probably not the guy for you because I really find it hard to believe that somebody can tell you what a correction, a coding, an interior detail is going to cost you if they've never even seen your vehicle, Mrs. Smith. So I'd rather provide a higher service to you and be fair to you by actually looking at your vehicle. And so guys don't understand their belief system, like we said earlier, and this really is where it shows because they get flustered because somebody wants to know price. The apples to apples thing is exactly where I go because Marty, uh, every fast food joint has a number one. None of them are the same. Yeah. But so, I'm telling you, you know,
1: that number one at Chick-fil-A with no pickles <laughs> and a Dr. Pepper with eyes. That's
2: Yeah, it. I mean, I just, you know, again, you know, young guys, you got to realize something, man. Just don't get mad about it. You know, I, I don't know. I've told Marty this before. This stuff just has never bothered me. Like, if people call on a price, like, I just look at it as an opportunity. Like, how do I get to this person's house? How do I get in front of them? How do I get in front of that car so I can do my thing? And I think so many guys – pick up that phone and get demoralized instead of seeing it as, dude, I'm really pumped up. This person just called my phone for a detail. Let me get in front of them and sell them what I do. And I just have always looked at it as like, if I get in front of somebody, I'm going to close the deal. Now that doesn't happen that way, but I just feel that. way. Like good people are going to want to do business with us because when I get in front of them, and by the way, I give everybody a written estimate, you know, right there. You know, I write out, this is what I would do. This is why I point out scratches. I point out problem spots. If uh, they have a, you know, let's just say I get a call on some bad clear coat. Hey, I'll hook you up with a painter. We'll do this. We'll do that. You know, I, I really do a lot, um, but I just look at it as part of the sales process. And I think a lot of guys are scared of the phone. You're going to have to get, you're going to have to get, you know, Marty, what'd you say during Corona? Learn how to walk up to people and do sales. You're going to have to learn how to pick up that phone and be, be pumped up about the phone ringing instead of being like oh is this person gonna ask me about price When my phone rings it's like phone
3: let's talk let's go so i think attitude matters a little bit as well i I was horrible with the phone and um i was terrible with the phone and and you know over this past year or so is really where i've i've kind of sat down and kind of honed in on that and said hey kind of like what you just said I, i i gotta be on the phone um i gotta get people here now." Um, something else I did too, and it's something that I didn't believe in doing for a long time, um, was I never really put any pricing up on my website, but recently I started doing like start at type prices. And I've noticed when I get phone calls off of my ads or anything I'm running, people haven't even looked at my website. They don't even yep.
1: they,
3: <laughs> yeah. come in, they come in, They've looked at my, they've, they've seen my Google page or wherever they found me on whatever ad or whatever they've see, they look through the work, they look through what we did um, and they've gone through everything and they call me and they'll say, okay, how do I, what, what do we got to do? And the majority of, of those customers I've found, even though I have pricing on my website um, you know, when people are, like you said, price shopping, they'll go to that website, they'll see those prices and then they just leave. Um, yeah. and I was always one that never wanted to put prices on a website was always told oh, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Now, I mean, yeah, maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot at certain times, but I think also too, I'm kind of weeding out some of the, some of the, um, you know, the fluff in between there. And, you know, yeah. and I think because the majority of my calls that come in on my ads don't, they haven't even looked, they don't even care about my website. They just, they just call, they saw something that caught their eye some picture or whatever because i i load i constantly throw (laughs) pictures up on my google page and whatever and that's where you know that's and and these people just yeah they don't care they just how you know let me get in here how do i you know what do i do what do i you know let's talk how far are are you booked you know you know and then when i tell them that we're like you know six seven eight weeks out or whatever they're like oh oh well you know what put me on the list i want to wait you know, yeah,
2: and here's here's the cool thing we've just had a conversation, Marty, for I don't know, 20 minutes. We, we haven't talked about our competitors, right? We, we just really haven't. You know, that's a figment of the forums in this world of what's happening down the street. Uh, I don't care about down the street because I'm not going down the street, I, I go down another street and I'm going to do things my way and I'm going to do things. And when I get some information that's not good about my business, I'm going to fix that and go the other way. And so many guys just want, like, you know, Marty, you say this all the time, something cookie cutter Uh, that doesn't exist, but you can develop things, systems inside your business that work for you. And, you know, there's a way that I can talk to people that a guy down the street can't talk to people that way. I have an aggressive way about me. And here's the greatest thing. I don't get complaints from customers on sales calls. I get, hey, that was more info than I've ever gotten from anyone else. Even if they use me or not, it's in their head that I took the time. And so all I can do is take the time and try to build a relationship as quickly as I can. But so many guys are scared of that phone, man. I have to tell young guys all the time, stop texting, stop DMing, pick up the phone, get the deal, get in front of people. You know, I realize that it's a generational thing, guys. I realize people think... Oh, well you're saying that cuz you're 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 37 and, and I'm 25. I'm here to tell you people still want that connection. You can only do so much over a DM. You can only do so much over a text. At some point you need to get in front of people, get comfortable speaking to them, getting comfortable about what your beliefs are and how to portray that to somebody properly. And once again, Marty, you know, you've actually seen this for me. Guys, I don't even know where a lot of the shops are that are supposedly my competitors. I can't even tell you where they're at in town. People tell me that visit for SEMA. They're like, Oh, do you know so-and-so shop? I'm like, never heard of it. Mm -hmm. It's not because I'm trying to be a jerk. It's because I'm not concerned about it. And so I'm just concerned about refining our process, refining how we do things, refining how we talk to the customer and present ourselves to the customer. Competition is way down on the list because I don't have time for it. You know, I'm too worried about what we're doing. So, uh, I think the greatest thing that everybody can take from this is we really haven 't talked competition we 've talked about how to pick up the phone, how to do a sales call how to you know that's the stuff that 's going to change your business guys it 's not going to be worried about you know a guy doing a cheaper detail
1: yep
3: yeah it um yeah absolutely one hundred percent. Once I, uh, I mean, I still get frustrated sometimes with, you know, when I see some of the nonsense, but I don't think it's not necessarily, I think that I get frustrated because I feel like it's, it's like going to impact me negatively, you know, you know, uh, financially or anything like that. I think I just get frustrated because it's just plain out stupid, you know, or I, you know, I'm just like, you know, wow, that just seems really crazy. But again, who am I to say that, you know? Um, Well, but here's,
2: here's the great thing. So you can take that into your sales process. If you think somebody's buying a $200 detail, and more likely than not, what's gonna happen is you're gonna see some of those cars come through your shop that have had that $200 screwed up detail. The greatest thing you can do is take pictures of that and say, look, I don't know if this is the shop you called, I don't know if this is the person you called, but we've been dealing with a lot of this lately. This is 200 bucks, this is what we do for 400 bucks or 600 bucks. There is a difference, and I want to make sure you know that. You, just so you can make an educated decision, Mrs. Smith, we need to understand that there is a difference here. And I don't want to see you spend money on something that's not going to benefit your car or you as the car owner. And, and so that is perfectly okay. We had a run of somebody doing carpet extraction here that was putting mold into cars because they were getting it so wet uh, that we ran ads against that because now we're talking about health problems. Uh, you know the funny thing is is that problem kind of ended itself within about six months that guy's no longer in business from my understanding uh, but we got a lot of work by telling people how to fix it number one we're one of the few people that probably deal with mold in the city Uh, but more than anything uh, we got a chance to educate people on why carpet extractors are can be a real iffy proposition on your car and so I think one of the good things is you can take that $200 detail and be honest. Don't bash the guy down the street by name or, you know, go into depth, but just say, "Hey, this is this is the work we had come in that somebody paid $200 for. Here's what we do. I know it costs a little more, but doing things properly does cost a little more. Unfortunately, uh, I wish I could do it for cheaper, Mrs. Smith, but the price is the price for a reason. And uh, you know, it, it just costs more time, more more everything." Uh, to get it right, and I think a lot of guys need to get comfortable on the politically correct way to sell that, where you can bring that up and educate, but not do it in a way where you're the guy bashing everybody.
3: Yeah, definitely, yeah, Um, yeah, and you know, that is a good, that's a good point, you know. Um, All
1: right, so Jason, uh, where do people find you on social?
3: uh, ShowShine Solutions on Instagram and Facebook.
1: All right, uh, and we hope that uh, people will reach out, pick your brain a little bit more uh, for all that you've been doing. I think that you could give them a lot of great info. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to come on. Uh, yeah. We hope that uh, we're able to help uh, help work through some stuff that you said some guys there locally are dealing with, so uh, tell them to watch. And uh, anybody else that, uh, that has come across a pricing war or a question about price on a competitor or, or Anything to do with competition. I think uh, both of you guys put out a lot of great info. So, Jason, thank you so much for your time. Nick, where do people find you on social? Uh,
2: Vegas.rides on everything. And uh, Nick at Vegasrides.com or DM me. Uh, we do get a lot of emails. We do get a lot of people you know, sending us links. So we always appreciate that. Uh, Jason, thanks for coming on, man. And uh, hopefully you're staying safe out there. And I guess we'll see everybody next time.
1: All right. Thank That's you, guys. All right. Thank thanks, you. fellas. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Jason. How do I log off there? All right, so here are my closing thoughts. Uh, Jason, very grateful that he took the time and came on and asked the question uh, that he did. Dealing with competition can be a struggle. I remember, you know, specifically when we're talking about getting those prices, um, price calls. You know, I I do remember getting them on a regular basis. We still get price calls today. At the shop that we still have, I still run a small mobile uh, service, and we do get prices. And here's here's my recommendation, right? And it goes very similar to what they were talking about. I go over. Well, okay, I understand that that's their price. No no worries. Here's what we do, and this is why we charge what we charge. Now, everybody's going to say that, but there still is that moment of salesmanship where you have a customer, prospective customer, that you really do want their money, and you want to take it at the price that you've offered. But let's say they're him hawing around about it, right? Well, you've got a couple options, um, which go back and listen to what the guy said my my idea was always you know i i get it ma'am sir um well i just i can't do it for that or hey no problem uh i think that uh you know if you've got you got a, any anybody else around that's the way i got into um getting much more volume work especially in offices or uh in communities of uh, neighborhoods right if you've got uh if you've got uh, you know somebody that calls and says, "Hey, well, I, I could really like it for this point, and I really like to do it." You know, one way of doing that then go is, "Hey, no problem." Is there a second person there? I could come out and do it for that price if I can do both cars, or you know, hey, you have a neighbor, or you know, you're at your office, great what if we send out an email letting other people know that I'll be there and then I could do it at that price point if we can get multiple people lined up. And that right there was a massive way that got me into multiple, multiple uh, locations that had volume work for me. And that was office complexes. And so going into what, what we heard just a minute ago, right? If we're going into another lockdown, we already didn't know where the economy was going. And, and moving in further, I think there's gonna be some times where guys are gonna to have to question the amount that they have been charging, which is why I asked that about know your worth, and then, then there's those cheap guys, right? So where do you fall in between of, well, you really wanna get this price, but you got so many people that are calling saying they can get it for less. And that could raise even more if the economy continues to go a bit further south. The reason why is because people are going to be cautious on the way they spend their money, right? That is one theory. And so if they're going to be cautious on the way they spend their money, how can you grab as a business owner, right? Think of it that way, which is why I brought up the question earlier of, you know, we think of ourselves as service providers, which is why we have a hard time dealing with discounts or lower price, because we think that our time, right, has such a value to it. And it does, right? It does. I'm not saying that it shouldn't, but because it does, it's very hard for us to get discounts and to get that volume type work. And I'm just telling you, there's a lot of volume type work out there right? It back to Mike Phillips talking about certain ways to do production, right? There's volume and there's high-end production out there to be done. How can you do it as a business owner? If you've got plenty of people calling, right? So, trying to know your worth, but you got all these people calling. If you really do have all these people calling, then why have you not set out a second opportunity for your business to know your worth and the service, all the people that are calling, right? That goes back to our flex style, right? Goes back to the different things that we talked about. If you're set up in this way, but you got all these people, so you got prospects that you're just letting walk away from your business, and I get it, because they don't meet the criteria of this type of business. What's wrong with having a second leg, a third leg? That's why I call revenue streams. What if that side of your business produced a thousand dollars a month for you in extra revenue? Could you benefit from a thousand dollars extra a month? That was a question I asked myself when I go into new revenue streams or new opportunities, which is how I wanted to end this discussion. If you're thinking of competition and you're getting a lot of people calling for price or this guy down the street or this, this, and this, cool. How awesome would this phone conversation be? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I get it. Well, we have these packages here, and this this receives this level of service. However, if you do not wish for that, or however, if you do, would rather have this price point. I understand that, and so we do have that option available. It is in our whatever package or whatever line, or you know, however you want to word it. What if you could find one guy, or if you could find two guys? Oh, no, we can't find, I get it. Don't say don't. What if? What if? If you have all those people calling, what if? What are you going to do, Mr. Business Owner, Mrs. Business Owner? You've got all these people calling. They're checking your prices. Why not have a second leg, a third leg? Why not bring somebody in that does that level of work, right? Listen to Rob Schroeder; He's been headhunting quite a bit lately and he's pulled in a lot of good people. Might be time to headhunt. Might be time to bring in somebody that you train just to run that side of your business. You know who you need to ask about that? DJ Patterson. He brought in a guy that's running a complete leg of his business. So. Way to go, Mr. Patterson. Super proud of you, man. All other detailers, start taking note. You don't have to be one style of business. There's a lot of people that say you do. No problem. What if your style has multiple legs and multiple sides of your business? Look at Mr. Labade. He's got multiple ways that people can come in. And you go, well, I get it. He's got a big whole shop. I'm just a mobile detailer. Great. I was just a mobile detailer, too. Don't think that a shop sets them apart in business. It actually creates a lot of liability for them too. So if you're mobile, you can go do actually a lot more and bring in different vans like Nika said. Well, don't do the vans, do the trucks. All right, does that blow your mind enough? If you think of competition, then don't think of competition. Think of yourself. Think of how you can grow, right? When I was presented with that, and i get phone calls, and I would get that. When I went into the car wash, we had competitors all around us. What did we do? We worked on ourselves, right? And then we made options available. That's what I did, right? We, when we opened and when we ran, right, some people say don't ever pay attention to competition, don't do what they do. I get it. What we did. We adapted some of our business to make sure that in the market, we had the right people to bring in this level, right? Then you wouldn't go through this side of the the detail shop. It's going to be to this side, right? It's going to be more of those entry levels. You wanted the full details, and you were the people that wanted to pay X amount. You're going to come in on this side. You only wanted the express. You were going through the car wash, right? We had different levels, different legs, different ways that customers could come in, and we tried not to push away people. We tried to service anybody that we could and we would bring people in to service certain needs that we found from our customers. So that's always plan C. Hey, thank you guys for listening. Those are my closing thoughts. I really wish you the best day here at uh, Total Off Solutions is sort of what uh, we always say. We hope that you make it a great day. We hope that uh, you take this discussion on competition that you don't try and tear down other competitors, that you don't try and play the price ward, but you find needs, you meet needs, you grow, you adapt, you talk about who you are, you overbuild yourself, you grow yourself, you work on you, and you know what? You got a shot. That's all any of us could have, is hope for a shot. Hey, this is Marty, Total Out Solutions. Make it a great day.
0: hey remember when i told you you were gonna love that episode Whew, was that not a amazing great episode i know i enjoyed it so i hope you did too all right next hop onto the zoom pub you know it was coming and we really love those times they're really great so if you like drinking beer zoom pub every wednesday night 7 30 Meeting ID, 918-800-1188. Hey, it's virtual. You can chill wherever and drink beer with other detailers. What a great idea. All right, the other thing that if you guys would be so, so humbled to do, so privileged, whatever, I know we would be humbled, would you be privileged? I think so. I'm going to go with that one. Hey, if you would leave us a review, I know we got some bad audio. I know sometimes we fuck things up, you know, but hey, overall, hey, we're some detailers that just like to have fun, drink beer, and enjoy each other. So leave us a review. Go give us a rating. Would love to get your feedback. And as always, hop on to uh, find Pints of Polishing Podcast at Instagram and shoot us a DM. Let us know all the great things that you're getting out of these episodes all right hey this is marshall total auto solutions and uh i think you know make it a great day